I would say I, I've been a bit upset about the way that things have been handled since I've been hurt. I'd be lying to say that things have moved smoothly since my injury. So yeah, I think that there's been a bit of a disconnect, I think, from the organization a bit and myself. And, you know, it's been tough at times. But right now, for me, I think the most important thing is just trying to get healthy and figure out a way to be available to play hockey next year, you know, wherever that might be. We have to be willing as an organization to look at any and all scenarios to help us improve. I think I've been pretty consistent with that message um, in speaking to you guys for almost a year now. Um, we have to be open and willing to look at anything and everything. And I think for where we're at, I think you would expect that and the players would expect that and the fans would expect that. It's a business. It's just like any other business. You know, if you're at the top of this business or whatever, like you got to do what's best. The Buffalo Sabres have to do what's best for the Buffalo Sabres. And I understand that. Like, that's just part of the business, I bet you. If you asked any NHL player, I think that they would all be on the same page. Like, you got to do what's best for your organization. And as a player, you have to protect your own interests, what's best for you. So, yeah, there's a lot to process. I mean, it's obviously not the season that anyone wanted to have, other than maybe Ryan will be a good year. I'm sure these conversations will be had and you know, things will go from there. The young players yesterday, the meetings, I was energized. I was excited. We having tremendous young core of players that truly care about this team and this organization and this city. And I was extremely impressed on how honest and mature this group was. It's a big young core. So, you know, you have to think about a little what they've been through, and I understand that, but we can't live there. We have to think about what's gone on, and then we have to think about how we get better and move forward. Finishing another season, it's more just disappointment. On the forefront, in the mind, it's almost tougher this year. You know, personally, feeling good towards the end of the year, you know, feeling like my game was in a good place, not being playing any meaningful games down the stretch and into the playoffs is definitely uh, disappointing right now. In terms of the future, I don't really have much to do now, but it's going to take some time. You know, that stuff's all going to get figured out when time comes. Just in exit interviews, especially with the younger guys, you know, they have a vision and an energy and a passion to move forward. And they're excited, but that excitement, I think, is not to be confused with satisfaction. They are not satisfied. Nobody here is satisfied. But you see and feel the, the confidence and belief system has changed. Our ability to make adjustments from game to game in between periods, those are real key components to future success, future growth. Here's a chance of a shot. It's Jack Michael. My number 
one interest in my number one goal for is Jack Eichel. I mean, you know what I mean? You gotta look after yourself. You gotta look after what you think's best for yourself. Well, thank you for hanging through that intro with us, folks. I'm Luke. Joe with me right now, wearing the hat of presumably his new allegiance his new clan, the Seattle Kraken. It feels like we're at a funeral. The, um, <laughs> no, see, uh, when I put that together, I very much wanted it to be a eulogy of sorts uh, for Jack Eichel. Um, because uh, things aren't looking very good for the future of Eichel, uh, as well as Sam Reinhart. And Rasmus Ristolainen, but that's a positive. That's note. a positive. Uh <laughs> But yeah, how this is the day I don't think we ever wanted to do a show on. We knew uh, it was coming, but yes. we never wanted it to come. And and we've l- been preparing people for this for we the have, past year and a half. When, we, yeah. we haven't been shy about talking about this, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you are well prepared for this moment. Remember, the the ver- when this show was in its beta stages, its prototype stages, it was cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. when we were aligned with another lesser uh, group. Clown show. Oh, folks. Uh, um, but uh, a less organization. Uh, and so we have been saying this indeed for years. And now it's, it's it, you know, it's, it's here it is. Uh, I don't think it's being extra, is it? I mean, Mm-mm. whatever guys talk about this, I mean, when do players that are committed to their team say, I got to do what's best for me? Oh. It, that's a breakup line. Or whenever, when he said, oh, I got to be ready for next season, wherever that may be. Wherever that may this be. This is right after the guy's exit interview. Yeah. Like, he knew what he was going to say. He knew the backlash that was going to be created because of it. You don't just say that if you, you're not hell-bent on taking the next train out of town. Yeah. And I, I applaud Ryan uh, Reinhardt <clears throat> for being so open as well. I think he kind of threw more into the fire because he knew Eichel's going to get the most attention. So, Oh, yeah, no one's really talking about Reinhardt, but his locker clean-out interview was probably worse. He didn't answer any of the questions. Poor guy. I mean, like, we talk about Eichel being unhappy. What about Sam Reinhardt? Yeah. The guy gets drafted second overall, same position as Eichel. Drafted as a center, they don't let him play center get a, a real shot at least until this season. He's stapled to Eichel's wing the whole time. Can't People are saying he can't drive his own line. He can't play center when he hasn't really gotten an opportunity. And then he gets a bridge deal and then another bridge deal. Like, at least they committed to Eichel. Like, Reinhardt, he probably feels jaded because, one, they don't commit to him, and now he's finally having an elite caliber season. And now he's like, okay, see you later. Bye. Well, this is what happens when you don't treat your star players like stars and when you, you blame the good players. And when you take your 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 talent and your talented employees for granted, right? I'm what we're seeing right now from the Pagulas and what we have seen evidently now, it's all it's all coming to the surface almost. It's like it's like a dead fish that just floated. <laughs> it died five years ago, but it's just getting to the surface. Uh this is that typical you know, billionaire mindset, big business owner mindset of not 
recognizing talent within your workforce. All right, he, he he's a he's a Terry Pagula, the Pagulas, however you want to classify it. He's a fan, and I think uh, you know that he maybe he expects that to get a certain amount of goodwill. That's that's besides the point. I think it's just uh, I mean you've neglected to surround Jack Eichel with talent. You've neglected drafting well. You've neglected to show Sam Reinhart his worth by paying him a lot of money. And now this is what it's all coming to. And it seems the organization's uh, not going to take much accountability for that because they're more concerned about how much they've done for the city, uh, you know, which has been stagnant since 2015 probably. And they're more concerned about um, propping themselves up I just can't believe that we've come this far. It's 2021, and we're talking about training Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhart. Well, I want to find a tweet. I just Unreal. Wanna... They're both gone. Mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't have thought that both of them would be gone. I thought maybe Reinhart and then Eichel will be like the draft next year. I mean, just, geez, what a change of pace to this episode in comparison to the last couple. There was some optimism, at least, because... You know, the way they ended, maybe Eichel was like, okay, we'll, we'll give it another kick at the can here. But then they decide, oh, F you, Eichel, you can't get the surgery that you want. Yeah, we'll, It's like we'll, the icing on the cake. We'll get into the surgery, too. Yeah. Uh, but I want to bring up this tweet, and I want to credit the proper account. Bu- uh, at Buffalo underscore, there might be two underscores in there, Buffalo Smitty, look that up. He posted a picture of, it's, it's Reinhardt and Eichel on the left, and then... It says this, like over that, and it says dot, 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 was never this. And oh, below Drury is and Drury and Briere. And it's like, okay, that makes me feel a little better. Like, it's just that uh, they are two different circumstances, right? This one hurts more because Reinhardt and Eichel are the only thing that this organization has, and it's an organization that hasn't made the playoffs in 10 years. When Drury and Briere left, that was a gut punch because they were good. They were <laughs> then, also only here for three years. Right, right. Uh and they had won 52 games two years in a row. So, yeah. of course, it would be a lot more devastating if the Sabres just chose not to re-sign Eichel and Reinhardt, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, well, which that could be a year away if they decide to give Reinhardt another one-year deal. Well, I don't even know if Reinhardt wants to come back. Is he an RFA? Oh, yeah, but go, he's going to go play he's, in Switzerland. He's, he's gone. They, they have no choice at this point. Like Judging by the locker clean-out interview with him, Sam Reinhardt is a dead man walking. He, if they can't, I'm going to say this right now. If they can't sign him to a multi-year deal, they have to trade him. Mm-hmm. They have to. Well, okay. It didn't. It certainly didn't sound like Reinhardt wants to be here, right? Yeah. And what was the big thing about Kevin Adams? Uh, yeah. Thing. We want young players that want to be here. The way he was talking about it was very much as if Eichel and Reinhardt are yesterday's. I thought the same exact. They're thing. yesterday's news. He he's talking. I don't know what the term would be, but you know he he's speaking uh, as if it's it's a new day to use a cliche, um, as if they've moved on, right? I I, mm-hmm. I I I didn't hear the whole thing. He wouldn't come out and say, "Oh, we're trading these guys, or we want to," right? But he did say he alluded to the fact that okay, we're gonna trade guys that don't want to be here, mm-hmm. which is very clearly Michael mm-hmm. Reinhardt and Ristolainen. And you know what? I mean, as horrible as it is. Uh, you know, 
if you want to rebuild the culture of the team, right? If you want to take the Bills approach, the the Bean and McDermott approach, how do you build a culture with guys in the locker room who don't want to be here? How do you have guys who or don't have want only to, lost for or have only lost? How do you put guys who have been in the league for six years in a locker room with a Dylan Cousins or Casey Middlestat who yeah. all they all they know already is losing, and then just to hear this, you know, this radiate around them, mm-hmm. right? Because they're all out. I mean. They were cut off from civilization again this year, right? I mean, the players are pretty much all they had with with each other, right? Probably not our family for one another. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's what you hear that 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 radiates uh, throughout the room. Also, you, know? you think uh, Jake McCabe and Lena Salmark are going to sign here? Uh, Jake McCabe will, I think. Really? I don't know. It I think like he'll he, be. He was like very non-committal. Same with Allmark. They should form a mutiny. I, all, all the veterans. Why would they sign? Why would they? McCabe's in the prime of his career. Allmark is entering prime of his career as well as a starting goalie. But I think McCabe, why would they stay here? McCabe might have no choice because he's coming off the injury and he might have to just. I, may, I could see him taking a one-year deal somewhere and else. Get traded at the deadline. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, I was thinking. Well, I thought you were saying sign here one year, get traded at the deadline yeah. somewhere. Um, like McCabe's from Chicago, or he lives in Chicago now. I'm pretty sure. Like, why wouldn't Allmark sign with, like, Detroit mm-hmm. or San Jose, a team that's on the rise in Detroit, at least. San Jose is still going to be in a rebuild. But why not be a starting goalie somewhere else and not in this dumpster fire? Mm-hmm. Touche. Touche. Uh, well, again, he's gonna, he, he'd get a lot of starts here, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, like, but... The only thing keeping Linus Allmark here is maybe not many other teams are going to want to make him their starting goalie. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, uh, we'll get into the, the surgery issue, too. But another thing I was thinking, walk, when I was walking into here today, uh, I was thinking, just what must Eichel think? You know, you tell him that you're going to get him help every year, right? Every superstar needs help. Every superstar needs their wingman. We've been saying, oh, they got to get Eichel help since his rookie year. Exactly. And look at what's happened. Every time he has someone here, they've tr- like they they've traded the person that's supposed to be his right hand man, or they buried him down the lineup. Yeah, or they fell off a cliff. Oposo was the first guy. Oposo Kane, was the first guy. Evander Kane. Evander Kane. You trade him. Ryan O'Reilly. He's traded. Robin Leonard. Even you could throw Just in there. Another he's Jennings won trophy. two Jennings. Did he win a Vesna with the Islanders? I think no. I think he won. Did he win the Vesna? Yeah, he did. Win he the did Vesna win the with the Islanders. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you get rid of him. Uh. It's it's just Jeff Skinner. Yeah, Jeff Skinner, you, you bring don't... him in, then you put him on the fourth line, and yeah. now he's lost. Oposo. What, Oposo. Fourth line, fell mm-hmm. off a cliff. Mm-hmm. It's got to be more. It, Sherry, VC. Kind of Sherry, VC, yep, yep. You sign his buddy, Evan Rodriguez. You yeah, trade right. him. That's, a, that's yeah. the OG. Mm-hmm. He's the original. Mm-hmm. You fire the coach that he likes, even though the fans, you know, yeah, for the, better or worse. We'll forget right, about for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll but he said he's that, a phenomenal but... human being. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good coach. Not a good coach. But, uh, my, yeah. That's, yeah. So, fair, I guess, fair. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is a good human being. I don't think Jeff Skinner would agree. Uh, <laughs> drafted, like, Alex Nylander to be his yeah. wingman. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out, obviously. Yeah, it's just. Well, they spent, like, disaster. so much time, too. I mean, the whole thing's a mess. Uh, the Sabres haven't been able. We've covered this. Ad nauseum. They can't draft. They can't evaluate talent to save their lives. Uh, 
you know, they, they haven't done their good players any favors. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I mean, can anyone blame Michael anymore? There's going to Absolutely people out no. there who say, oh, I got to think about myself. He's selfish. As if just because he's a professional athlete, he owes something to you. Think about it. Think about it. You're a superstar, mm -hmm. young, phenomenal athlete. You're entering the draft. Mm -hmm. All of the high expectations. You're picked second overall. And then the team, you, you think, okay, this is a rebuilding team. We're going to be good. They, they just trade for Ryan O'Reilly. They got a goalie, Robin Leonard, who everyone hated, but he's amazing now. Vander Kane, Bogosian. Like, yeah, we're up on the up and up. They had a lot of first and second round picks. They made some trades. Matt Molson. Matt Molson. <laughs> I forgot about him. And then what happened? They make a little little step up, and you think, okay, here we go. Here we go. And then they, they, they stagnate a little bit. And then you fire the GM that brought you in and your coach that you hated. Okay, whatever. I'm going to sign my eight-year extension now. I'm here for nine more years. And then what happens? They continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And now, as we talked about, the people that were brought in to help, either they are a flop or they're traded away. What do you think? It's Buffalo. It's not It's not Los Angeles. It's not Boston. It's Buffalo. Like you said it last year. What's keeping him here? People will say, oh, he loves Buffalo. Okay, what's going to stop him from taking a little vacation here once a year, every summer? Nothing. If he wants to do that, good. He, What is going to keep Jack Eichel here? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, well, here's something I was thinking about uh, the day the interviews took place. Uh, do you think Tim Murray texted him saying, hey? No, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I don't think so. Told you so. Also, on the topic of Tim Murray, before we continue on the Eichel stuff, I was listening to 31 Thoughts, the podcast, and it might have been a week or two ago, and they were talking about a, G, a former GM who has gotten chances to be an assistant GM who has rejected all of the offers, so his original team would have to pay his full salary. Because I guess, like, this is definitely Tim Murray because this guy felt jaded yeah. for the exit. But if a former, G, a former executive takes another job with another team, that team has to take up this previous salary, if that makes any sense. Mm. So he wanted every penny from the Buffalo Sabres. Good for him. While he's still under contract. So I think well, it, probably, well, it might be probably him. another year or two left. It could also be like, like uh, well, I don't know, because who, who's been fired that hasn't taken another job? Bilesma. Yeah. Yeah, so the Sabres were off the hook for a little bit of Bilesma's mm -hmm. money, I guess. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's funny. <laughs> well, there's a chance. It's a chance. It's Tim Murray, right? But do you think all it's signs? I think it's Tim Murray. All signs point to him. That's personality-wise, it's definitely Tim Murray. That's and funny. it's current too. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, I get a kick out of that. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the the surgery? The surgery. Well, the way it's somewhere in the middle. I think the way Eichel was describing it. Like it seemed like a no-brainer, but when Adams was talking about it, it's never been done on an NHL player before. It seems risky, but like I trust the fact that Eichel has gotten good advice and how he's so passionate about getting this. I don't think he would want to jeopardize his career if he didn't think that it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. 
So if I'm the Sabres, I'm just letting him get the surgery because why are you creating more of a rift than you have to? Well, I think um, that comes down to the word we're seeing, the term we're seeing is risk management, right? Uh, I mean, if teams hear that he had this experimental spine surgery, then that obviously lowers his value. So uh, I think that's the biggest argument as they're protecting to, an asset. They're protecting an asset. Uh, but I mean, if, if they're planning on keeping him, then they just don't, they want him to, but I mean, he's already a broken player Yeah. with what are you going to like, what are you going to sit him out for half the year next year waiting for his back to heal? He, no. listen, what, what, just real quick. He essentially has a broken neck. Okay. Like if it's not, if it's not, you know, if, if it's not fully functional, if it needs to be fixed, it's broken. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? And you're not going to let your guy fix his broken neck. But at the same time, I, 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 I totally get it from both sides. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's it's not something I could really form an opinion on because it's it's just like, well, that's those guys got to work it out. You know, this should have never happened because he should have never been playing in that Islanders game because he was injured. And the damn coach was lying about it this whole time. Tell you what, I cannot wait to interview him for my book. The worst team in the world. 2035 projected release date. Still working on a publisher, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, he should have never been playing. What what he reveal in his media availability? Broken rib, abdominal injury, was it was an oblique or something like the shoulder or something like that that was lingering. I don't know. He had something lingering from last year. Like, why was he playing in this in this game originally? He he was clearly playing injured, like very obvious, and it was yeah. affecting his play. They should have shut him down long before that. He should have never been in the situation to have a herniated disc. No. No. Uh, well, I think to uh, think of athletes, like, it, it's it's so tough because a, a spine, neck, whatever you want to say, injury, whatever it is, vertebrae, it, it's, it's truly a no-win situation. Pardon the, the cliche again. But you think of all the athletes – who have gotten it, they've either, well, all of their careers have been shortened, uh, or they, they've, they've either come back, had a few good years, or it's, it's end of their career. But either way, it's shortened their careers, end of their careers early. Peyton Manning had the surgery. It destroyed his, it, uh, his power after a while in his throwing arm. I'm a big uh, wrestling fan, so there's a lot of wrestlers who have had neck injuries, and it's crippled their well, you know, ended their careers early. But it's just it's for a professional athlete. Thankfully you never hear about it too often, a guy needing neck surgery. Uh Peyton Manning is the only one I can think of really off the very top of my head. Uh but it 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 is always a career shortener. And right now you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, because no matter what, if you get it fixed, you have something artificial in your spine that the body shouldn't have if you're playing a sport or if you don't fix it well you're not going to be the same player so either way i don't think you know he's going to have to uh uh overcome some serious adversity if he wants to be the same player i think that uh that we know him as oh my god i don't know wait did he say where in his neck it is or where in his back it is i don't i don't think so how far up or down it no, is i don't think he elaborated uh well uh no, that's just always something to consider too. Is that nobody comes out of this 
no matter what a course they take, the same person, right? And Peyton Manning, of course, was 34 years old when he had mm-hmm. it done. So that's an, that's another example, and he was an incredible athlete. That's the thing, too, though, is he was committed, and that's why his career lasted another five, six yeah. years. So, uh, jeez. Yeah, it, it's— Scary situation. It sucks that this is the injury uh, he has to have. Was there, was there a goalie that had a neck injury— Two, mm, I don't know. That kept him off for a while. I don't remember, but uh, no, that is the the worst thing about this. Well, he said the recovery time was like six weeks, too. Mm. Yeah, see, so maybe it could be less extreme than the example yeah, so we're talking about. But it's experimental. But yeah, exactly. I think the the thing experimental is what uh, I don't know how they feel. Doesn't seem like the Sabers are budging on it either. It seems like they're not going to let it happen. Maybe you'll file a grievance or something. Mm, go to the NHLPA. Mm. What do you think? Um, what if it was like stem cells? Do you think they'd let him get if it was stem cell treatment? I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. No, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know what this procedure is. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find out. There must be more. info out there Some, There's going to be an athletic article about it. Absolutely. In a couple yeah, weeks, they're going to talk to somebody. <laughs> John Vogel will talk to somebody, a, a back specialist who uh, works with athletes. I can see it already. There we go. <laughs> uh, John Vogel is wonderful. He's a good man. He's a good man, and he's a very good journalist as well. Have you been thinking about potential returns on... Uh, okay, I in see... trades, yeah. Of course, you hear Byfield. I think... Um, Okay, it's if it's the LA Kings, all right. First, did you see the odds list of the most likely teams? I think so, yeah. I think only like the top three teams are viable. The Coyotes, yeah. It's not going to be the Coyotes. No way. No, it's not going to be the Coyotes. Uh, Or like, like I don't know. Do you think the Red Wings could do something? I think they could, but why would they? Right, it just doesn't make sense. Because uh, before we get into this, there are teams that it makes sense for them to do it, mm-hmm. but they just. It's like the Sabers trading Eichel at, towards like 2016. It's like the Sabers if they traded Eichel in 2016 for someone more established. Mm-hmm. Now none of these prospects are the caliber of Jack Eichel, but it's like if they trade Sam Reinhart at for, the, uh, the eighth, Steven Stamkos. Yeah, like Sam <laughs> Reinhart, the eighth overall pick in 2016, and other assets for. A twenty-four-year-old, yeah, you know, like, mm. like, yeah, it'll help them, but does it make sense for them after they've gone through all that pain and all those years to trade all their assets, essentially, like burning their rebuild? If that makes sense, yeah, I think like, uh, if it's Jack Eichel, it'll always make sense for everybody. Yeah, like the Kings can afford to trade yes. five premium assets for Jack Eichel at the same time still have a lot left well here's what I was saying yesterday the Rangers kind of remind me not the Rangers the that's where I'm going the Kings remind me of the Rangers with Panarin right you you seem like they were they were going to go over the top when they got Panarin if they get Eichel they're still not really a playoff team they're still pretty old uh what I'm thinking though as for a return uh you're probably going to take on some cap Back, have to. right? I, I saw one of you guys on the TCB chat say this, but I'm thinking uh, quick, quick, yeah, quick brown, be in the trade, Byfield, and a couple first. Because the cap, I'm sure, kind of evens out there. I don't know how much brown is making. I'm sure quick is making a lot. 
Quicks making 5.8, Browns making 5-something. Okay, so... But if the yeah. Sabres are trading Eichel, Reinhardt, and Ristolainen, they need to take on contracts. Like, they have mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. They're going to have an extraordinary amount of cap space. And that could make up for whatever perceived disadvantage you have uh, for guys not wanting to be here, right? Mm-hmm. You say, okay, well, give us... Uh, just an example. Give us David Backus's contract. He's not going to Anaheim, but like you know, give us. I think, give he, us I think he's a free agent, but I get your point. Yeah, you know, give us give us this old dude, and we'll call it even. Give us Chris, Chris Pronger's uh, contract, and uh, <laughs> we're all good. Yeah, I think if it's the Kings, one or both of Dustin Brown and Jonathan Quick will be in it. But if you're taking on Quick, that's another two years. Mm-hmm. Like Brown, Brown's an asset. They can probably trade him at the deadline for a first round pick. Brown is uh, from here, right? Yeah, that's from that's the area. that's the storyline. Wasn't there a rumor like a long time ago where the Sabres were interested Ryan Miller to the Kings for Jonathan Quick and Dustin Brown? Joe, so much has happened between now and then. I have zero idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like they'll definitely be in the deal, or at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Probably Jonathan Quick, and that will fill the the goalie void. But. I don't know if they're going to trade Quinton Byfield. Like, yeah, they should. I think that's what the Sabres should be asking for. Well, but be... I think the people saying, oh, they need Byfield, Turcotte, two first-round picks, and this and this and that. No. You'll get Rasmus Kapari and Jared Anderson Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not happening. Because if you think about it from the Kings' perspective, they still have Andre Kopitar for a few more years. When he's gone, you're going to want Eichel and one of those centers. So whether that's Turcotte or Byfield, they, so you're have, not going to get both of them. Do they have Arthur Kaliev? Yeah, they do. They're loaded. Mm-hmm. Dear God. And they have another top 10 pick this year. So you're not getting both Byfield or Turcotte. If you're not getting either of those guys, move on to another team. Velarde too, they have him, mm-hmm. who I remember you were very high on at the time yeah, in his yes. draft. Yes. I think if you're... If you're getting Byfield, you're getting less. You're not getting as many players or picks. If you're getting Turcotte, you're probably getting Velarde too, mm-hmm. and more assets. So you know would you I... rather get Byfield and maybe another asset or two, or Turcotte, Velarde, two first-round picks, prospects? Like, take your pick. You know who I'd like in the trade that I that I that I've grown fond of, uh, Adrian Kempe. Mm. I like him. He's a, he's a little older though. He's probably Is like, he? yeah, he's probably 26. 26. Well, well, I mean, might be a free agent soon. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. He's if good they could, though. If they could finagle a way to get him out of LA, I don't know. He's he's played with Kopitar, uh, so he's played top line stuff. Mm. But uh, I do like Alex Turcotte a lot. I liked him, and I really wanted the Sabers to get him <laughs> in uh, 2019. They got Cousins instead, which. That ended up working out just fine. But, yeah, he hasn't really lived up to expectations post-draft, but I still think he's going to be a really good player at the NHL level eventually. Where's Alex Newhook? Colorado. Colorado. That's mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they'll give up Byfield, but mm, I don't know. Like like we were saying, they, they just got this young phenom second overall. They're, are they going to trade him? When you can have Eichel and – Byfield is your top two centers when Kopitar is gone. I mean, that's pretty in- enticing if you're a Kings fan. So yeah, I'm sure because the Kings they can make an Eichel deal without having Byfield in the mix. They can easily. 
Do you think there's a way, if it's to the Rangers, we can get Zabinijad out of it? Uh, yeah, but he's going to be a free agent, so I don't know okay. if you want that. Same thing with like Ryan Strom. Like, the Rangers mm-hmm. just don't make any sense for an Eichel trade because they, they have Fox they got to sign. You're paying Panarin $11 million. You got to pay Shesterkin. You got to pay uh, Kako. You got to pay Lafreniere. And now add Eichel to the mix? Guess what, what, you, baby? what are you giving up? Guess what, baby? You won't sign Adam Fox if he's in the trade. Ha ha. They're not going to trade Adam <laughs> Fox. There's no way. Uh, well, you can inquire about it. Ryan, look at this, Ryan Lindgren. <laughs> he, he just They just signed him. Oh, well, well. Three or three years, three mil, something like that. But it doesn't make any sense because like, is everybody doing stuff except for the Sabers? It seems like everybody's <laughs> getting signed. Like nothing's happening with this team. They're taking calls, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, the Rangers don't make sense it, unless they're giving up like Lafreniere and Kako. Like, what in, what incentives are they going to add so the Sabers trade them in the conference? Mm-hmm. If it's Lafreniere and Kako. I mean, your wings are looking pretty good. Yeah, but Kako kind of kind of scares caca. me. Kako kind of caca. So yeah, I don't. The Rangers are just not a fit for me because they have goalies too. They do have goalies, yeah. but I'm not trading Jack Eichel for no. Like quick, well, I'm not saying have straight to be up the Kings trade, but, but it's ridiculous. The King, the Kings make the most sense. Hopefully, you get Quentin Byfield out of the deal. I'm just worried. That it will just be Quinton Byfield. You know who should inquire? Seattle. They probably could. <laughs> Seattle. I mean, they're 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 gonna have a top six pick and top five pick in the draft. Use this your first year. overall pick on Jack Eichel. <clears throat> your first ever draft pick on Jack Eichel. Yeah, they're gonna have a top five pick next year. They're probably not gonna be good next year. So Seattle makes sense a little bit, but I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't know. So hypothetically it's a top five pick this year probably a top five pick next year and that's the that's the Shane Wright draft mm. oh it's gonna get a lot it's gonna get so exciting and, over the sex cup another rebuild is on the horizon Joe <laughs> they're tanking again they're tanking again Huh. Yeah, the Kraken might make sense oh my god the tank- and they're gonna get all those assets by making side deals and they could also use Seattle as a third party in the deal too. Mm-hmm. You know that Kraken's always lurking under the sea. He's gonna swipe up at any moment. If there is an Eichel deal, when when there's an Eichel deal, they should use a third party. And I think mm-hmm. Seattle makes sense because they're gonna have so much cap flexibility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So maybe they can like retain some salary or something. Who knows? So yeah, an interesting wrinkle to throw in there, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, who else makes sense? The Wild have been kicked around. Yeah. Mm. They also have to clear cap space, but I don't think, uh, as a Saber, it, from the Sabres' perspective, taking on, like, Zach Parise doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. unless you're get Like, to take on Parise's contract, I need a first-round pick for that. Yeah. So if we're talking Parise included in the deal, you're automatically, it's Parise and a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And then what? You, Marco Rossi has to be in the deal. Uh, we're, maybe they need to clear a little more cap space because they got to sign Kaprizov, mm-hmm. Dumba, uh, Fiala. Like if you're talking players coming back, like roster players, I think Minnesota fits the bill because they got to clear the yeah. decks a little bit. You need Fiala, Dumba, Rossi, draft picks. 
Well, Calgary makes sense a little bit too. Yeah, I've, I've, gonna, heard, I've heard Calgary kicked around, but I don't think they're going to do it. It's going to be some house cleaning there coming soon. Calgary's going to be trash. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to bank on potential lottery picks, I think Calgary makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. I think they're going to be a dumpster fire for a while. Yeah, I don't think I think they're going to clear house soon. I don't see much of a future for uh, Gaudreau and company. Mm-hmm. Maybe, Anaheim, yeah, you can get Lindholm out of it, right? Ooh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Anaheim. Makes a little sense. A little bit. Uh, well, maybe you can get Trevor Zegers. Troy Terry, Trevor Zegers. If if it's not Zegers in the trade, Comtois. you move on. Yeah. Who else? Zegers. Ottawa probably could do it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get up they have, slow, though. They have, well, Ottawa has tons of guys, tons of young guys. Uh, maybe you can get Connor Brown out of it. Uh, 21 goal scorer this year. Uh, but, uh, no, they have a lot of guys that, I don't think they're going to be able to sign when they all come up because, like, they have, like, an entire team worth of young guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have a lot of assets there. Yeah, it's Stutzler or Bust. Mm-hmm. I'm not trading Eichel to Ottawa unless he's mm-hmm. in the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? San Jose doesn't have the assets. They're still rebuilding. Minnesota, Colorado doesn't really make sense. Edmonton? Ooh. Edmonton's a juicy one. You can get Yamamoto, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yamamoto, pull Yarvi, couple of first. What about uh, Florida? I don't know because I don't think they have that many, like. Barkov, you can extend them. They were kind of, like, you know, there's not many dudes on that team who can change the Sabres, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many, I don't know what kind of prospects they have. You know what? It was a fun idea. A Eichel for Barzell kind of deal. Yeah, like a one for one. Not, not. I think I would want a little more coming back. Mm-hmm. But right, but yeah, you don't want to just think about futures. Yeah, right. You want like if they if they want to turn it around quick, can you get a guy like Barzell and fill that number one center void immediately? But again, I don't trust this team with doing that yeah. for a second. Hmm. Who else? Okay, if you had rank mm-hmm. the best options for an Eichel deal, what would it be? I think Kings are number one. Yeah. Right, I think we're probably in agreement on that. Uh, I like uh well what were we talking about? Um Calgary, I think. Could yeah, be intriguing Ka- well, you can get Kachuk. Yeah. Kachuk, Connor Zari, Jacob Peltier. Mm-hmm. Like if you want a center back, you can probably get Sean Monahan. Let me think. You're probably not getting all of these pieces, but they're gonna have a high ish pick this year, but I think I want to bank on their twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three first round picks. I do think Detroit actually could be an interesting one. Yeah, I don't know. A lot they're, of they're not going to want to trade Cedar. They're not going to want to trade Raymond. I don't know. I, I don't see Detroit as a fit. If you want Jack Eichel, though, you're going to have yeah, to. So. exactly. Maybe they don't want Jack Eichel. <laughs> uh, mm, oh, well, I have a list of teams right in front of me. Why am I not using this? The Kraken? What about Philly? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe get a little Sean Couturier action. Uh, he's gone soon, though. He's older. I thought he... Really? Yeah, he's like 28, 27, 28. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, that's why you get Couturier I, and I a couple see, other things. I can see Philly being interested. They just don't have enough like elite young prospects. Like, if Nolan Patrick was good, I would take him. That would make sense, but... What about Vancouver? Vancouver. Ooh. There's a few Canadian teams... Right, Vancouver, throw them in the mix. Elias that, that Pedersen. Be, that would be fair. Pedersen, uh, 
I don't know. Patterson, some prospects. Would they throw Uli Olevi in there? No, probably. <laughs> Tyler Myers? Oh, God. Yeah, you need the, the crowd pleaser. Montreal could definitely afford him. I think so. Suzuki. They have a wealth of young guys. Suzuki Caulfield. What about Winnipeg? Winnipeg could definitely do it. Mm. They'd be the super team. Holy mm-hmm. moly. Mm-hmm. Blue Jackets would probably be interested because they need centers, but I just don't see I think the Blue Jackets were interested last year as well. Columbus at last won't be a wasteland because Torts is gone finally. That witch is dead. Car- oh, Carolina. I think yeah, Carolina. I think, I think Carol. Oh, man. Ne- Marty, that would just be such a slap in the face. Marty Netjes. Oh, my God. They, Carolina's prospects. Ooh. Like, you get, like, Marty Netjes, Seth Jarvis. They got some Russians that the Sabres would probably not want to, but they got some guys. Like Jake Bean. You know, why would the Sabres not want Russians? I don't get it. It's always the Russian guys who play till they're 25 that turn out being superstars. Yeah. They're not going to get Svechnikov out of that no. deal. But like, if you can get a deal surrounded by, like, Marty Neches, Seth Jarvis, another prospect to a first-round pick, I think, mean, yeah, that's that's not terrible. Man. Like, obviously, you're not getting fair value here well, in just, any of these trades. Just unless think. Unless it's the Kings and they want to trade Byfield. This is just the Eichel trade. Yeah. Reinhardt might fetch what a if, What if fair you had too. both of them? Mm, both of them oh, together. Package both of them. Then we're talking an Eric Lindros-type deal. <laughs> with uh, I almost said Philip Forsberg. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Forsberg. Uh, do you think Nashville? No. Actually, no. Mm. No, they're on the cusp of a rebuild. They are. They're, yeah, they're going to get bounced in the first round and trade everyone. Yeah. I think Reinhardt to Vancouver makes sense. Right, he's from there, of you course. Can, Vancouver needs to sign guys, and they're in cap hell. So I think if you can trade Reinhardt to the Canucks, maybe you can get like a Vasily Pod Colson out of there. First round pick is going to be in the top 10 this year. What if you take on, like, a Louis Erickson, who's only got a year left on his deal, mm-hmm. a Jay Beagle, Michael Furland, you can put him on LTIR. Like, there's there's options there. Mm-hmm. So that you can take on some money and increase the value of your asset. And like I said, like, yeah, people are probably groaning at the end. Oh, Louis Erickson, we have enough of these guys already. But well, interestingly about Detroit. they got to hit the cap floor. Does Detroit still have some awful contracts there, too? Not really anymore. Is Franz Nielsen on the book still? He or no? is, but he's almost done. Okay. Well, they have cap space. I don't think they need to shed money. Yeah. So I, they, Reinhardt to Calgary. Half the league is a good fit mm-hmm. for Eichel. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, superstars. Tampa, Tampa's a great fit for Eichel. Holy God, he is. But <laughs> I don't think uh, the money is a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I mean, what well, if thank it, you. What you if probably it, get Braden Point. Maybe. If you're... What if it was, like, Sergachev, Sergachev, Sorelli, and then, like, another two or three pieces? I'd be cool with that. The thing, okay, of talking about this is so exciting, right, about the return. But still, there's zero faith from me that they can actually use the assets that they get mm-hmm. effectively. Yeah, It's... They're they're playing on superstar difficulty <laughs> with difficulty adjustment maxed out, and the rest of the league is practically on rookie. 
Absolutely. They're, they're, the Sabres are trying to challenge themselves, and it's something that – it's a challenge that they're not equipped for. Yeah. Uh, and it's, again, uh, zero, really zero faith that uh, they can make good with this. Okay. If I had to rank it, top five in no particular order, L.A. Seattle's a top five team, I think. Like, if you're just trying to get futures, they're not going to get, like, established guys out of Seattle. Unless it's a multi-team trade, mm-hmm. uh, I think Vancouver is interesting if you can get Patterson. Minnesota, I like Minnesota because I want Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy, and Carolina. Can you imagine Eichel and Kaprizov together? Kaprizov, Kaprizov, oh, however the hell you say it. Oh man. Oh my God. They're in the cup next oh. year. <laughs> how how crazy is that? A team that we thought was on the cusp of a rebuild, mm-hmm. now no choice but to contend. Yeah. Right? Uh, Kaprizov, baby. I mean, he's right at home, you know, coming from Russia. Big, snowy uh, snowy north in Minnesota. I'm sure he loves it there. Uh, so, good for the wild. Yeah, what about Ristolainen? Where's he going? Uh, Winnipeg? Well, uh, obviously that's, you know, that's the big thing is Winnipeg. Really, he's another guy, though, who has a lot of suitors. I'm sure. Uh, Carolina, maybe. You know, for a team that has Florida invested so much in him over the years and deemed him basically an untouchable, there's got to be other teams that feel the same way. There's got to be at least one. I think this who are guy's the old a game school, changer. Who are the old school GMs? St. Louis. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of who the the old the old heads are in the and league. Trading all these guys away, you're gonna need. You can probably retain salary because again, you got to reach a cap floor. No free agent is coming here. No like game changing free agent. At least you're not getting 2021 version of Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. So they gotta take on money. No, that's that's scary too. Is this team has to start building from the bottom again, and now you've dug yourself into a hole. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's just, how do you even begin to do that without drafting well, which you're not capable of doing. Okay, uh, I'm gonna use our whiteboard here. Or or you, I'm gonna you, use our whiteboard here and I'll write, talk write out uh, a mock lineup for next year oh, and let's see how God. terrible it is. Uh, oof. gonna have to jog my memory. How many guys are even gonna be here? Uh, oh wait, let me turn on. Hang. Oh, oh, you have the microphone right? Yeah. yeah. We well, we have super. We have yeah. microphone arms. Oh, it that extends bend. so far. Uh, let me turn mine. Hang on. All right. Oh, you can hear the expo mark there coming go. across. Yeah, baby. Right, let me pull up. We got high tech. Pulling up cap friendly. Okay. Uh, well, geez. So who's their number one center next year without Jack Eichel? Uh, the Dylan Cousins? Uh, whoever they get in the Eichel trade. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, okay. If we're not talking, like, free agent-wise or a guy they trade for. Let's just assume that no free agent is going to want to come here. Uh, Dylan Cousins. Okay, so Dylan Cousins. Ugh, excuse me. Oh, oh. Or, you know what I could see being the first line? Is the middle stat ass blunt. Oh my god. I, uh, Cousins is their guy. He's going to be the ooh. number one center. Dylan Cousins. Oh, this marker is dead. Okay. Oh, that is dull. Cousins. That's duller than a Ralph Kruger offense. <laughs> uh, Casey, I'm sorry. Casey Middlestad is their third line center. Oh man. Uh, Sure. Yeah. Throw him in there. Oh, what? Are you leaving the first line open? Yeah. Okay. Casey Middlestat. This is why we need to get that live stream going. Okay. <laughs> we can do this on future live streams. Yes. Okay, third line center. You want to go Alex Turcott? 
Sure. All right. <laughs> They're not going to be good anyway. All right, fourth line center because they need guys. Cody Eakin. Oh, God. What about Gergensen's? Does he not play center anymore, Eakin. right? Well, the fourth line, it's going to be Gergensen's, Eakin, and Oposo. Oh, that's boy. for sure. Can't think of a more boring line. <laughs> I can't. I really can't. The Geo line. He's writing All right. Down. So the fourth line has been filled out. Who's going to play with Dylan Cousins? Gabe Velarde. First line right wing. Okay. Gabe Velarde. That's Gabe Velarde, if you can hear Um, Where is Victor Olofsson? Victor Olofsson. Uh, Victor Olofsson. Uh, put is him with he... Turcotte. All right. Screw it. Victor Olofsson. All right. Really, this isn't much more scientific <laughs> than what the actual team does. Uh, we can assume that the Asplund, Thompson, Millstat line will be... Probably keep them together. What are we calling them? Well, what if Thompson isn't here because of expansion? Oh, yeah. Well, if they trade Eichel and Reinhardt before expansion... Well, don't forget Bjork. Like CJ Smith. Bjork with Turcotte and Olsen. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I cut you off there. What were you saying about Thompson? Uh, they'll probably end up taking a guy like C.J. Smith or something because there's mm. no guys available. That's right. All right, uh, let's go Skinner on the top line. Yeah, if you're Seattle, why would you even want to pick from Buffalo? Yeah, Skinner. And Not gonna make the Asplund. team anyway. Okay. Those are the forward lines. All right. Jeff Skinner, Dylan Cousins, Gabe Velarde, Rasmus Asplund, Casey Middlesat, Tage Thompson, Andres Bjork, Alex Turcotte, Victor Olofsson, Gergensen's Eakin, and Oposo. That looks like about a 50-point team, if you ask me. Yeah. Okay, the D pairs. They can get top five pick. D pairs. Okay, oh. Rasmus Dahlin. Oh, boy. Let's, let's erase that. Is, uh, is Kaber here next year? Dahlin. Oh, come on. Marker, don't fail me now. Uh, Dahlin? I think there's more... Um... Oh. Mm-hmm. Do uh Borgen and Borgen and Bryson do they make the the big jump? Mm. Okay, next what year? about Samuelson and Miller? That seems like something that will definitely happen. Oh god. Samuel This team is boring. Miller. Like I don't care about this. Samuelson, Miller, and Bryson Borgen. Who wants to watch this team? Other than Samuelson sad saps like okay, us. Who, who are the goaltenders? Chose to do a podcast about this. Jonathan Quick. Ragtag group of geeks. Quick, and who's going to be the backup? Dustin Tokarski or UPL? Uh, David Riddick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Riddick. Yeah, let's get fancy here. So that's right? their He's not that great. Free agent signing. Okay. Let's take a picture of this and tweet it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I can tell you I'm not watching a whole lot of games next year if that's the lineup. <laughs> that is boring. Truly, rather watch paint dry. I would rather read a hunting magazine. Ladies then watch that and team. gentlemen, live tweet your 2021-2022 Buffalo Sabres. This is monumental. It's groundbreaking. Fire ah. emoji. There we go. 
All right, I'll go. I'll go back in my my chair now. There you go. That's right. Tilts it around there. Here you go. Yeah, that's a that's a team. That's a real team. That's a team, that's a team all right. <laughs> that's an. Ugh. That is a snooze we'll fest. Keep that on our whiteboard for the until yes. the start of next. Oh season. yeah, let's see how it turns out exactly. <laughs> we have to stay true to that. See just how uh, accurate it turns out to be. Um, yeah, I do think they're going to sign a goalie though, a a backup goalie. But <laughs> I'll I'll just wow. say pardon my my second grade level handwriting. Mine's worse. Mine's worse. I have a a true definition of a cat scratch. If you gave a cat <clears throat> a marker, oh, man. they'd write like me. That's a team. That's a that's a that's what you can say about it. That's <laughs> it's like uh, Pierre Dorian saying we're a team. We're a team. Oh man! Ah, uh, God! Yikes! This is the state of affairs that. Okay, I think we got a couple Twitter questions. This is the world we're living in. Let's hear it. Let's hear from our wonderful listeners. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for your input as well. Shout out to uh, Michael Partham. I, I apologize, so I'm not saying your name right, but thank you for the feedback on last week's show. If you made it this far again, I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you, though. Uh, appreciate it. Of course. All right. All right. Two questions. questions. So this one f- first comes from Matt. What's your ideal trade package for Reinhardt, Eichel, and Risto? And does trading them before trading them become problematic in hiring Bruce Boudreaux or drawing Gallant? This is a good question. Uh, yeah, it, I think it does. You're not um, getting an experienced coach to coach no. uh, Goon Squad over here. You can absolutely hire your, your coach of the future, though. The Senators, Don Granado. The Senators did that with uh, DJ Smith. Mm-hmm. That's working out just fine. If for you're them. trading Eichel and Reinhardt. You are hiring Don Granado or Nate Lehman. Mm-hmm. I think Granado is going to be the guy. Well, because he like most of this team was on was the team that Granado coached. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, so. it's it, it's not impossible to get a, a established coach. I mean, the Islanders got Barry Trotz after losing. John Tavares a few weeks before. Yeah, true. So, uh, you know, guys, guys will go places. Mm. Yeah, the ideal trade package would start with Rasmus Ristolainen. Mm. Hmm. Uh, I think the ship has sailed on the good trade to Winnipeg. Yeah, they're not getting Nikolai Ehlers this time around. Ristolainen's got one year left, $5.4 million. I'd say ideal trade package includes at least a second-round pick, maybe a prospect. Get what you can get for him at this point. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Maybe they figure they can get a better return at the trade deadline. Maybe they'll hold out for a first-round pick. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you can get a second and a prospect, maybe retain salary to make it happen, that's cool. Uh, Sam Reinhart. Uh I mean, hopefully you can get a first. You're definitely getting a first. And the positive thing about Reinhardt switching to center and playing so well, his trade value probably increases dramatically. Mm-hmm. So you're getting at least a first-round pick, a good prospect. Maybe you take on a cap dump and add another piece. Okay. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Jack Eichel. Oh, we talked about this extensively. Throughout, I think you need one or two first round picks. Mm-hmm. I'd go two. One, one for sure, first round pick. Mm. 
an A-level prospect. Mm-hmm. If not an A-level prospect, I need another first-round pick. Yeah. I need a player. Yeah, roster a player, roster like player. A good roster player. A la Gabe Velarde. Mm-hmm. Um, a cap dump. Yeah. To increase the value. Right. And then maybe another picker prospect. I'll take, you know, give me give me a B prospect in there, right? Mm-hmm. No, another extra guy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Subaru Outback. What is your preferred relocation city? Mine is Halifax, <laughs> Nova Scotia. Uh, who? Uh, Quebec City. I was going to say the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Quebec. Oh, it has four. That My tweet has four replies. Quebec would be cool. <laughs> All I it? can do right now is say put on a brave face. <laughs> really? <laughs> and there goes my appetite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's right. Next year when you have fans in the building again. <laughs> Who, how many fans are in the building for that? Who? How? Are that, they gonna, let's assume full capacity. Are they going to sell out the home opener? Uh, I don't know. How many bags will be in there, like <laughs> over guy over people's heads? That's what I want to know. I'll be there. You will? Yeah, I got my I got my vaccine. Yeah, that's true. Yep, I'm getting my my final one Sunday. Final dose. Yeah. Mm. So, Quebec City. Maybe they can relocate yeah. and we can get an expansion team. Yeah, that would be That'd fun. Be cool. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really cool. What well, What would the new name be? Would it be the Buffalo Sabers? I think they'd be the Sabers again. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the resharpened. Sharpen Sabres. your swords, two point Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about anything else? No. Draft um, lotteries on June second or something like that. The playoffs start scattered about <laughs> next week. In typical NHL fashion, there's no uniform structure. Yeah. So they're starting weeks apart pretty much. Uh, I will be glued to the television for that, though, so I can't wait for playoff hockey to return once more. Yeah. Hold on. I'm replying to a tweet Yeah, right you're fine. Uh, yeah. Washington and uh, Boston play Saturday. And then the Canadian division begins Wednesday, which I'm not feeling too hopeful about my Jets. They really stunk it up at the end of the year, and the Oilers to the opposite of stinking it up. Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup. You think so? Yeah. That'll be cool. They're going to. And my insides will be eaten away because that should be the Sabres. Yeah, they have two guys that should have been ours Mm -hmm. in a way, but... Like, just seeing uh, Connor McDavid get the Stanley Cup from Gary Bettman and just, like, aggressively mm -hmm. lift it just makes me want to cry. We're talking about trading Jack freaking Eichel. Future Sabre uh, uh, Oscar Clefbaum skate around with it. (laughs) Is he even playing? Is he still hurt? No, he's still hurt. (laughs) But but injured guys come out on the ice, you know. Holy Holy moly. Yeah. Dark days ahead. Lots of uh, suffering, right? Yeah. That's what... Darcy Gear said. Was that that was after Drury and Briere left, right? It was in twenty thirteen. Okay. That okay. Twenty thirteen. There's gonna be some suffering. He didn't know there'd be seven, eight years of suffering. No. After that. Absolutely not. All right. Uh, I think we can we wrap it up there. Yeah, let's, let's maybe we'll it. do a fun episode next week. Maybe we gotta do that draft. Yeah. We'll do a jersey draft, uh NHL video game yes, song sir. draft. Can't wait. If you got any draft ideas, let us know. That'd be cool. I can't wait. 
Yeah. If you enjoyed, let us know. You can follow Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow us on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL L V K E T C B. Follow our prospect coverage on our Instagram as well, future of the seven one six. Subscribe to the podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review if you are so kind. And we will be back at some point next week. Maybe we'll I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll have to talk about the Eichel trade. Yeah, we can't do a fun episode. Maybe a playoff preview. Ooh, who the hell knows? What do we do if like the Eichel trade breaks when we're drafting NHL songs? Mm, I think I think we go full stop and talk about the Eichel trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll be back soonish. Ooh, Blackhawks have signed Arvid Soderblom to a two-year contract. So another mm. free agent goal, European free agent undrafted goaltender going to Chicago. Hmm. I wanted him. Wow. What I a wanted concept. Him. What are you doing, Kevin? What a concept. What are you doing, Kevin? <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this somber edition of the Charging Buffalo podcast.